service. Hey everyone, welcome to Chef Sense. I'm your host, Chef Massey. The sponsor today is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online therapy service. They have 30,000 licensed therapists in their network. You know, it's really amazing. And I have enjoyed taking advantage of this opportunity with them myself because, you know, oftentimes the intensity in the kitchen, the challenges in life, I have put myself on the back burner. And, you know, working with BetterHelp, it has supported me in continuing my own self-work, but also putting me back front and center in, in the game of being an effective leader, partner, and all of the above. So take that questionnaire. Once you do that, you go through that system and they filter those therapists that are fit for your specific needs. They get back to you in most cases within 48 hours or less. You can book those therapy sessions at your leisure that fit your schedule, which is truly amazing. I can say as a chef and, you know, on the go and parent, it makes it very convenient. You know, you could do those via the video chat, the instant message, go to betterhelp.com slash chef Massey and you get the 10% off first month when you do that. And in that link, the questionnaire is there for you. So join me on sliding to the front burner because we deserve it. Back to the episode. All right, everyone. Today in the studio, we have Nick Martinelli from Marty's Local, the founder. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I was trying to reflect back on it was like 10 years ago, I want to say, and it was at the Red Lion Inn. It was like a Berkshire Grown meeting. I and, okay. And we were at the table yep. and they went around and, you know, you had said, Marty's local. This is introduce yourself and this is what I want to do. And when you talked about connecting our region with, you know, farmers and producers, I was like, man, that's it. He has it. You know, this is special. This is this is going to be something. So, you know, I think that's where the Marty's local bug bit me, you know, back then. I'm so grateful for you. But also what you provide in your vision and your model to have a real impact on a few regions of the New England area, period, and also the Berkshires. But just want to say thank you. And so can we go into your background and how this started and your thoughts? Sure. Thanks for saying all those things. And and I appreciate, you know, our working relationship over all these years. And that meeting at Berkshire Grown really was uh, particularly encouraging. I didn't have really a business to speak of. It was more of a concept. (laughs) Right. And some, some, um, I can't remember exactly the timing, but some some, um, partners on the farm side, who I had been talking with quite a bit. And the whole idea is that there are so many strong farmers and food producers around here. Mm-hmm. You know. Unbelievable. And so many of those folks were and are doing their own trucking, doing their own self-distribution. Yeah. And that works for some business models. And some other folks are interested in going beyond the radius that they can hit and focusing mm-hmm. on production and quality control and the the marketing, the distribution, the trucking part of it, the getting the word out and connecting the dots with with the buyers, and as you know from being on the on the chef side, you sometimes have to make those phone calls a lot in order yeah. to, to break down that door. Right. And the the theory was that the farmer or the maker shouldn't have to do some of that work. Right. And and so let's make it a business that um, focuses on that, but but for farmers and makers. In, a, in, a, in our particular region. Right. And there wasn't a novel concept. There were, there were a bunch of these sort of food hub type models across the country. Um, I had been at the farm school in 2013-14, which is a, a, a year-long program, which is sort of a combination 
um, agriculture program, homesteading, um, vocational program, basically. And, wow. and got to work as a laborer for a year on a 75 acre uh, oh. you know, farm. Oh boy. And we had animals yeah. and, and grow, grew 12 acres of vegetables. And it was a mm. phenomenal program. And coming out of that, I remember the lead farmer saying toward the end, Nick, sometimes the growing is the easy part, meaning that the mm-hmm. selling and the trucking and the rest of it is the hard part. Sure. And, um, and I was really, moved by that whole year there. I had not been Mm -hmm. in agriculture before that. Wow. And, um, and wanted to, when we moved out here, wanted to be a part of the, uh, agricultural economy. And I met with Max at MX Morningstar. Yeah. They're great. They're phenomenal. Yeah. And a bunch of other, you know, growers and makers in the area and started to think, okay, well, if we, and and I met with, I remember one of the people were great at saying, Oh, you got to talk to this person. You got to talk to that person. Billy Best was a person I met. I don't oh, know if wow. I met her, but she said, yeah, well, there's this food hub idea. And I remember having learned about that at the farm school and I kind of just put some wind in my sails. Sure. And, and then when I went to Berkshire Grown was, was phenomenal, mm-hmm. um, kind of 2015, 16, 17, 18, you know, really all along and, and having their networking events. Hmm. And that was one of them. And I remember Jeremy from oh, yeah, Apollo yeah. was at that yep. uh, red line in meeting and there were a bunch of folks saying, yep. Yeah, this is, you know, put the pieces together. And, sure. and it meant getting refrigerated trucks and it meant doing it in a professional way. Right. And that and that's just, you know, and that's a lot of footwork to do, you know. But I think the amazing thing is we all find inspiration in one another. I mean, for you to be on that farm, you know, I what kind of connects me is farming. You know, I mean, we had our 400-acre farm in Northern California that was founded by my great-grandfather. And it passed to my grandfather. And, um, you know, we sold it, I, I want to say, my gosh, it's been a bit, maybe about 12 years ago or so now, uh, 13 maybe. Um, but, you know, I think the power of of food and getting that appreciation of being out on that field, you know, and that's where, like, even at Canyon Ranch, when I would get those externs that would come in and anybody that wanted to, we would go out to the farms and pick, you know, and bring it back to the kitchen and build our menus. Um, is something very powerful in that, something very raw, because you you can see how much that really affects the world around us. Um, and, you know, how much farmers don't get. So for you to be able to take that and build it into something, um, and obviously, you know, even, and that's how many years now you've been doing that? This is our eighth year, eighth of, year. of operating. Okay. Really, uh, yeah. Okay. And I mean, you've had some transitions along the way with that. Um, I mean, I, I can kind of remember in the beginning, there was the opportunity to get like smaller packed items. And then it just kind of developed now into, you know, what you would get, like you're getting you know, a six by one case or what have you versus what I call the grocery grab of right. like, you know, you can, if you have a small in or something or yeah. small volume, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, what made you kind of transition into that? Cause it almost, did it have something to do with COVID and yeah, movement Yeah, it was there? after COVID. And just to speak to your, your previous point about you know, sort of the power of having your hands in the, on the food, it's why people garden to some degree. It's that sure. feeling of self-sufficiency. Right. It's that so much of sort of what's happening in the last 50, 80 years has moved away from people wanting to feel that. And and that's, that was really motivating for me and powerful for me is, is the difference between, um, 
just being able to know how to do it yourself and how to right um, that that you can do it. Yeah. And and so that that transition from um, individual, you know, getting a couple heads of this or, or pounds of that was when we moved from we had been in a we had had a facility in Pittsfield and one over in Belchertown. And we combined them into one building in South Deerfield, where we are now. Oh, okay. In 2021. Okay. And when we moved into that building as part of our licensing, they said, okay, you're you're not equipped in this building to do the handling of food. Yeah. You can move boxes, but not, you know, the the individual units themselves oh, unless okay. you have a three-bay sink and this and that. Oh, yeah. And we just don't have the facility set up at this point to do all of that. Okay. Um I we definitely have some customers who, for whom it would be helpful, and we mm-hmm. shift back to that over time. Yep. But what we try to do in the meantime is just offer smaller pack sizes. Okay. So yeah. Three pound of lemons or three pound. Oh, of okay. That yeah. Kind of thing uh, right. to to you know kind of accommodate for that. Right. Well, and I think the other special part is you're talking about reaching our farm system and looking at the very large ag system that we the complex ag system that we have. Um, and industrial food system that we have here in the U.S. that has really just continued to to take off. You know, that's where I, as a chef, I feel like that, you know, I, I want to be that person of change in my community with however I can affect it, you know, and, I, and to be able to do that, I'm able to use, you know, you guys as a resource of these products that you're, you know, I, I know that, 100% of our farms in the New England entire region are not perfect and and we have our our struggles but I have to say I mean there's such a high percentage of integrity and commitment to sustainable farming and what how they're dealing with their products you thrive with that I mean, you know as well correct absolutely I mean, I mean that's the whole thing is that people as I started to go around and meet with people Starting with Max and, and Max at MX Morningstar, person of integrity. Oh, yeah. Caroline Pam at Kitchen Garden Farm in Sunderland. Every single maker and grower that I was very fortunate to connect with yep. were people that I thought, I want to work with this person. I want to get right. their product out into the world. And that's going to be better when I see it on the shelf in the grocery store or when I see it on a menu in a, mm-hmm. in a restaurant. That's making an improvement to right. what's, what's around us. And and we were very fortunate that so many people. It was almost every week a different you know farm or maker would pop up, and it would be people of integrity, people we wanted to work with who were doing great mm-hmm. work and really cared about production on a more reasonable human scale yep. than where things have gone over the last you know ninety or yeah hundred plus years. A lot of those challenges. Well, and so the other thing with that. In the sense of integrity, you're also a part of menus of change. Is that with doing that with the CIA? Is that high yeah? Product? We Is did. That, I can't remember exactly what that? the um, program was, but we've I've, I've been involved with that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, on a panel yep. and something like that. Yeah, well, because yeah, we panel. had used them. You know, we were a yeah. part of that because Scott Uline was you know on the board with them and and so on. So we would go down there um, every year and go to the summits. Um, and talk about, you know, how we can, you know, as a company, take, you know, a large bite out of that. And again, that's where, you know, with Canyon Ranch, um, Mel was so stout and strong in his vision that, you know, you need to be real all the way through to the core. 
And, and I think today people are becoming more knowledgeable and they should be. I think that people are using that education to make wiser choices. I think that's where you being involved with that, it's, it's really helped our area to flourish and really be an example of a region. So do you see yourself expanding or are you kind of like in this happy medium of where you are? We're trying to grow. We think that we can have a, a much bigger impact than we're having right now. And mm. for us, the fun of that and the reason it's easy to get up and go to work every day is because success for us means selling more food from our mm. farmers and makers. Yeah. And so if we succeed, that means our farmers and maker partners succeed. Sure. And they're... In my, to my sense, there is a, a really strong demand across the rest of the state, across the rest of New England for these kinds of foods. And there are certainly other businesses that are running in this direction too. Yeah. And that's great. You know, we, yeah. we compete on that. That's, that's a good problem to have. Right. Um, but we want to keep, we want to keep growing and sell more of the, uh, foods that are being made and grown by our partners now and add partners and, right. and keep and try to expand our impact. Well, and you're, are you, is that right? 90 or and up? on members of like farms and producers. Is that right? Yeah, that I, list think is we're long. Just, I think we're at 105 or something like that right wow. now. And it doesn't mean we sell something from everybody every day, but over the course of right. the 12 months of the year, those are- You're rotating those are, them in. And and we've been fortunate that those uh, businesses are, are willing to work with us and- and we're, we learn from each of them. And, you know, over time, we'll find more to, to yeah. continue to work with. Hey, I'd like to take a moment just to share with you. I do have some affiliates that you can take advantage of. Uh, go to chefmassey.com, my website. Click on my affiliates. Go down through there. You're going to see some companies like Vitamix, King Arthur Flower, Jasper Hill Farm, Zwilling, Wolf Fish, and Thrive Market. These guys are truly great companies. Take advantage of that. You know, I also can get a hold of some promotions with some of these specific companies during this holiday season. So feel free to email me at james at chefmassey.com. Uh, I can look into more of those promotions with further detail to help you out. So thank you. And now back to the episode. Do you have advice as an entrepreneur, like what drives you and, you know, what keeps you motivated? I mean, in, in this ever-changing world we're in. I think I'm really fortunate that this particular, you know, for this particular approach that we're taking is, um, connects with me at a personal level. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a, it's not a big lift from my personal life to my work life. Yeah. It's not a big change. Yeah. And, and so when I think about how, you know, how hard am I going to run today? Yeah. It's, it's on behalf of the people we work with and it's on behalf of the 23 people in our business who are phenomenal people who are mm -hmm. working hard every day. And to try to, you know, again, it's the, our success is their success kind of thing. And yeah. I think it's consistent with this model of, to some degree, stakeholder capitalism where it's, taking into account not just the bottom line, but the purpose of the business and sure. the other stakeholders that are part of it, your customers. Right. Are you getting what you want? Chef, yeah. are you, is the food that we're delivering to you working for you? Not just because otherwise you might go to somebody else, but is it working for you, for right. your restaurant, for your needs, whatever it is, or grocery store. And for the farms and makers that we work with, do you like working with us? Are we selling enough of your product? Do you want us to sell more? Do you want us to sell? What are your goals for this? Yeah. Year? And how can we accomplish them together? Yeah. And, all of that together is a, a wonderful challenge in my mind. There's a lot of complexity to it. And then 
ultimately it's simple. It's yeah. how are we trying to kind of build the regional food system? Wow. Yeah. Well, and, and my thing is too, I guess it must have been hard starting out as well because, you know, you have large distributors or, or purveyors out there, um, you know, that have, they have their hands in our complex ag system and they can no- negotiate pricing and it's very aggressive and they're able to do X, Y, and Z and get certain, you know, cuts and breaks. Is it harder for you in your position with this and dealing with some of the smaller farms and, you know, they deal with their farmer's markets and retail and is it tighter window for you? Yeah. The bigger purveyors have economies of scale that we don't have. Right. They, they could buy a tractor trailer load of <clears throat> X product and at, because they're buying that much volume, they're, they're paying a much lower rate than, than we are. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, what we have is a, a level of quality and a level of attention to service that I think it's harder as you scale up. As oh, a I agree. Yeah, to have so you have a, a national distributor who is doing forty or fifty billion dollars in, in revenue. Yeah, their attention to the quality of what they're doing and even to their staff is it's harder for them to do that at that scale. And not to say that there aren't some that you know might do an okay job at it, mm-hmm. but at our scale. We have such everyday attention to and, and relationship building across all three parts, vendor, distributor, customer. It's a triangle. It's, yeah. And, and we're not a wall in the middle. We're transparent in the middle. Mm-hmm. And we want all three parties to be talking to each other and value, valuing each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's a role for every party to play. It's not. Sure. Um, it, it isn't. We shouldn't be putting up a, a black box in the middle. Right. Exactly. Well, and that's that's a that's a huge point. It's a great point for anybody you know, to take away from. Um, actually, I have a fun fact. So what's this about? Did I read about law school? You were a lawyer prior to. Can you kind of? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I went, to, uh, I went to law school, graduated 2004, and I uh, was very fortunate. I was really interested in government and policy, and I went okay. straight into Massachusetts government, worked in the, Senate, the state Senate for four mm-hmm. years, and then uh, was fortunate to join the uh, Patrick administration mm. for another five years after that and ended up working for Governor Patrick uh, in his legal office for the last uh, three or four years of that. Wow. And that was a phenomenal experience. I felt very lucky to be doing that work and, and yeah. engaged by that. But at a certain moment, I I realized that my window of opportunity to make a transition mm-hmm. to something else and to okay. step away from the desk was Wow. Uh, narrowing. Yep. And so I wow. enrolled in that, that year long agriculture farm. program at the farm school. Okay. And made a, you know, I, I have said um, recently, I could have done a, a two week kind of program. I could have done a three week or three month uh, internship mm-hmm. trying to test it out. Yeah. And then, but then there was this year long thing. And I thought, if okay. I'm really going to uh, learn whether this is for me, let's do a year uh, leap. And I've been, you know, kind of, running with it ever since. And wow. I feel really lucky that I met, met the folks there and got to do that year. Wow. That's amazing. And so are you, did you grow up in the Berkshires and like, how did that, that's kind of interesting too. I grew up outside of Springfield in Longmeadow. Okay. Uh, so, so Pioneer Valley about an hour from here. Yeah. And the Berkshires was always kind of in my mind, a um, rural rustic, beautiful place, but Mm -hmm. I never had much experience with it. I ended up going to college at Williams College in Williamstown, so started to get some experience with the Berkshires up there in North County. Okay. And uh, ultimately met my uh, woman who's now my wife, uh, who had also gone to school there and 
uh, we decided that we wanted to take a chance and move back here. And okay. so we did that in 2015. Yeah. And uh, it was a real, you know, kind of unknown to some mm-hmm, degree. Mm-hmm. And it's been... Wow, that's amazing. Okay. No, that's that's great. Yeah. I mean, so when, when you look at the future, I mean, I know you're kind of, you're happy with your model now. I mean, I think it'd be amazing if there was like Marty locals all over the United States and their own regions. You know? Yeah, no, so I, I don't it's know. not a crazy idea. And I think there <laughs> to, are, to some degree, there yeah. are businesses that are a very similar model where they're right. sourcing from the farms and, and food producers around them. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we are getting to a point where we're getting our systems sort of dialed in enough where we can sure. say, okay, let's try to replicate this somewhere yeah. else. Uh, and, and at the same time, it makes sense for us to kind of keep reaching with, with what we're doing yeah. geographically. Yeah, but I think that's a really nice vision that you're describing. Well, and, and to me, that's why I, you know, I love what you do and appreciate it so much because, you know, even for me, yeah, I've been here 12 years, but like I'm from the West Coast. Part of my growing up time, I was down in Arizona. So, you know, being in Tucson, you know, you you had Wilcox and you had some farms, you had some ranches, but that was, gosh, uh, that was the mid 90s. So, you know, a lot of our product, I mean, even today in our country, a lot of our product comes from California, but um you know, it was it was a much different world. So as I had gone along and then went to Cleveland and was chefing there and was able to see some more farms and more, you know, like Fresh Point or some of these areas where you saw some regional produce coming in and then it just started to kind of grow. And then to come into, you know, the Berkshires, it's just, you know, it's like a Disneyland for chefs, um, you know, and you provide that color palette of impact, you know, so. Um, yeah, we're and we're really, I think, where we are located here in the Berkshires, you have to the west, the Hudson Valley, to yep. the east, the Pioneer Valley, and then up and down the Berkshires, you know, better um, livestock land, right, mm-hmm. and vegetable growing. And you can get a real mix from all three of those all within a reasonable drive is basically how why I think it works in this area. Yeah. If you go to California or you go to Maryland or you go to Florida, you're going to have a different mix of, of what's available. Right. But we happen to have, I think, a really, you know, a terrific mix here. Yeah. And, and not to say, you know, that people wouldn't appreciate it if the seasons, you know, some of the growing uh, pieces were longer. And who knows, you know, with climate change. Where yeah. that goes, but um, it is a an incredible range of products and foods that are available right here from mm-hmm. um, uh, for, across those those kind of 130 miles. Right. Well, and I and I want to say too because we have a variety of listeners that we're reaching. Um, how can I know there's restaurateurs and chefs and listening to this, you know, obviously, you know, go to martyslocal.com and, you know, in, in this region and, and please take advantage of it. But how can people in the Berkshires be able to see your reach? I mean, because MX Morningstar, he, re, you know, he has that. Was that a new farm store? Right. He had done. So a lot of your product goes in there, too. Things like that. Right. Yeah. That's for sure. There are there are so many um, really strong, and this this was part of COVID to some degree, right? Uh, these farm stores that I think people had been going to, maybe on the margins of their shopping, sure, all of a sudden became the central. Oh, it was place to shop, right? And those are anything from a you know kind of five by five self serve shack mm-hmm. to a full blown store, right? That. Um, you know, has refrigeration, has freezers, that that sort of thing, and those 
became much more popular as, as everybody knows during mm-hmm. um, you know the pandemic and have have continued to be pretty strong. I would say certainly not at the level that it was at the at the real peak, but in a real yeah. in a really positive way. That's amazing. Brought some new business um, opportunities for some of those. You know, you go into those small stands that they had, and now it's like it's a much bigger store or selection where we were dealing with supply chain issues, and they were able to go in and get these products. And I think that they they were wise about it. And, you know, to be honest with you, we're keeping the money at home, right. and that's where it belongs. It belongs in our regional system. You know, COVID was a big piece to that, even like Taft Farms. I mean, to see them, you know, just get, you know, throttled with everybody, you know, we're dealing with big box brands that are like, you know, will it come in today? Won't it come in today? And all of a sudden you go into these farm stores and, you know, because our area, we're right here. I mean, some of our farmers are dealing with, yeah, sourcing grain and, and some of their supply or chain packaging. issues or packaging, yeah. right? Yeah. But we were able to, it's a good point. I think it's a good point to look at. The shorter supply chain is a more durable supply chain. There's no question. Right. You know, for all of you out there, keep going on that. So, yeah. yeah. Because it, it empowers our area and takes care of a lot of families. So uh, any other thoughts as we kind of slow it down, wrapping up? I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk with you and yeah. and the work that you're doing and the community of chefs here and, yes. and, and uh, on the retail side as well. I mean, there's such a commitment across not only the Pioneer Valley, the Berkshires, the Hudson Valley, um, all three of these areas are such a commitment to, and, and it comes from consumers, right, to, mm-hmm. to a large degree, but it comes from the owners of these establishments as well yeah. to, to supporting these types of businesses. And, and we're just trying to, you know, kind of make it fluid in the middle and, right. and make it easy for everybody to, for the makers and growers to to access those markets and for mm-hmm. the, the people who want to cook with that food or sell it on their shelves to get it yeah. and, and professionalize it and make it simple. That's And that's that's the key. So... Well, all right. Well, Nick, thank you for your time. Thank you for coming in. Jackson, thank you for your studio again over there. Mr. Awesome. Thanks, Jackson. Take care, everyone. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right, everyone. That is a wrap. You can check us out if you like that. Subscribe. Also, the Instagram, Chef Massey. Let's keep it simple. ChefMassey.com. Have a good one. Bye for now.